tales, the freaky tales. These are the tales that I tell so well you don't like my dirty raps. You can go to hell because short dogs on the mic telling cocktails. All right, we're back for week 11. It's the NEG pod. We don't have the full staple. We're batting uh, 750 tonight. Um, old Nick in Akron, he's, he's got some personal things to kind of tend to, so he's out. We got his picks, though, and we're going to get rolling. I got Farky, and I got Memphis Matt. Um, hot off the presses of another solid week as he's now tied me in the overall standings. What's going Ooh. on tonight, fellas? You know what's funny is what's acting as if the listeners give a rat's ass about Nick Shell's picks. That's true. He did go 10-6-1, and, and I went 6-10-1 and one last week. So What I go? 8-8, eight eight, another 500 eight. a week from, yeah, yeah. solid. You you went, uh, you, you pulled a Jeff Fisher. Listen, yeah. I, I know where my season's going to end up, but I will say these last four weeks I've been on a torrid comeback. In the shitter, that's where. <laughs> Clever girl. They have they were certainly there. I mean, right now you're, you've are you you've kind of mustered it all the way back to, to six under 500. To put it in perspective, three weeks ago you were 16 um, under 500. And uh, yeah, so you've you've obviously kind of built back a nice little, um, made a charge and, and dug your way. And then I, it's also been helped by myself and Farky that have dipped down to your level a little bit. Farky's obviously up a couple more games, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not kind of looking and enjoying where I'm at right now. At one point, I was 25 games under 500, which is real bad. What is that? What was that like week five or six or something? Yeah, 25 games under 500, Jesus. man. Jeez. I was I was a little whiny heading into this pod tonight, so I, but now that we're on here, I'm feeling a little bit better. So I I, I want to hear you complain and bitch a little bit. Let me ask you a question: What's your over under set at for number of teams in the NFL that Bama could beat? Oh, I'm glad you pivoted uh, rather than God, I, had I saw to. that today. This argument uh. is the stupidest goddamn argument in the world. I'm telling you right now, any. All the money. Buffalo would get 10 drives. All the money. Buffalo gets points on nine of the drives. All... They might have one drive where they have, you know, boner F-ups. I... They manhandle college kids. I don't think people <laughs> understand professionals. Like, Bama's going to have, like, five legitimate pros on their team. They're going to get drafted and all, but then two or three of them are going to be out of the league in a few years. Like, that's just how this NFL works. A 53 is a 53. I like the guys that were like, well, uh, is Peterman starting or Allen, as if that matters. It, it, like it matters. Nothing. It's ridiculous. Oh, well, this guy's getting drafted, and this guy. Yeah, and by the way, these NFL guys, like, they've made a team. After you're drafted, and you might get a little longer rope if you're a first or second rounder, but it's not like they're keeping you if you can't play. These 50, like, what? how many yards does LaShawn McCoy want to have? How many touchdowns? Does LaShawn McCoy want to have? Because he's getting both of those things. And Buffalo's got the worst offensive line, and they still manhandle Alabama. Yes. Here's, and that, I love that example because guess what? For as, as bad as he's been for people fantasy this year, and we've dogged him on the fantasy pod, he, I set his line for fantasy points against Alabama at 31. <laughs> In a standard league. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it really just comes down. I mean, there's no scenario this can ever happen, unfortunately. I, I genuinely think this idea, and it was a little bit during USC, but it's really manifested itself a lot more, and it used to be the Browns all the time, so it always pissed me off. This starts with this SEC, 
where they don't really have an NFL team because they don't count the Saints mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and they don't count the Panthers or the Panthers or the, and even the like. They've got teams there, and for some reason. They, they just think it's so superior that now it has to be into this professional level because they got some kids that look like pros. These kids still go and have to learn the ropes from real pros. And trust me, if they played, they'd get the shit kicked out of them immediately. Now, over time, like a lot of reps, a lot of practice, yeah, and, and it kind of carries through, but it is incredibly obtuse to think that this would even be remotely a game. And yeah. I have to think, I know we're three on the same page. I got to think Shill's even more negative and on the same page with us in this regard. Well, I I think the only reason, like we saw that tweet, it was 28 and a half. I think the only reason they make it 28 and a half is because there's a lot of dipshits out there that would take Alabama. So if they offer the line. I, I, uh, I mean, you you saw the string underneath it. There were people that are like, well, if T- Peterman's starting, I'm taking Bama. I might take the flip line. Like You, you take Bama laying 28. And you're going to get absolutely throat screwed. Yes. So, all right, that that got there it going here because you saw my point right out of the gate. I I absolutely hate that argument. I've detested it. It's a barroom conversation that, amongst our friends, I'm actually quite fr- proud of the fact that I don't have any friend that thinks it's a legitimate discussion or argument whatsoever. And I'm distinctly pro- and the people that probably would have thought that I've I've disenfranchised myself with long, long ago. Agreed. All righty, guys, um, we're going to hold off. I know last week we talked preseason calls. We're going to hold off till next week when we got show. Um, I got some interesting and, and actually I, I've been impressed as I went back into that. Uh, just how we kind of laid things out. Maybe, you know, a little spoiler. The one miss is the Pac-12. Um but we'll get to that next week and, and dive into more detail. For now, though, let's dive into the Week 11 games. And like I said, Shill's up. Uh, he's 75-71, so he's up three games on Farky, five on myself and Memphis Matt. Uh, the bets last week, two and four, bummer. Um, I don't even think. I mean, we had the A&M that was a shitty push, and um, and obviously we just got killed with Florida. Um, the Buckeyes, that was a garbage performance, and and – and Florida State got killed. We did split the the offline bets with Eastern Michigan, who finished at thirteen. We we got bit by the hook there. And uh, Air Force, we did cover with getting seven. So we got to bounce back, guys. Three games below five hundred. Um, so we got to get that righted here. Obviously, we're, we want to at least maybe to get to five hundred over the next couple weeks, so we can gear up for a bowl season. That hopefully we can kind of flip this into a little bit of lucrative earnings back. Um, so we'll dive right in week one or, uh, tomorrow night, Fresno state, I think 25 or 24th rank. They're laying two and a half. They're on the road. Blue turf, Boise, Farky, what do you got? Oh man, Boise state, (laughs) my, my squad from back in the day. All right. Boise state is an underdog at home is what you're asking me. That's right. Yes, please. Yes. Boise state, baby. They haven't been particularly great on defense this year, um, but I think both these teams are pretty similar offensively. They've both played really well. Uh, FSU, Fresno State, probably has a, a slight advantage on defense. Uh, I think the difference here will be do the do Boise's uh, does Boise's pass rush 
play into any fits for um, McMarion. If so, if they can get to him and cause him some trouble, I think that they can win this game. But, you know, other than years past where I used to love to ride the Boise State train on the covers, um, this is a pretty evenly matched game. But I'm going to go with Boise State at home. Blue turf. Let's go. Memphis map. Yeah, I agree. I um, Earlier, what, this line opened at one, right? Uh, it's bouncer. I've seen one. I've, I've, I've seen it kind of at two here. But, yeah, it, Fresno's been been a favorite for the most part in everything I've seen. Yeah. I mean, McMarion's having a great year. 20 touchdowns, I think three or four picks maybe, and that's about it. Almost 3,000 yards already. But I love Boise State at home. I'm with I'm with Farkey here, man. I, you know, it, like I, I've talked on the pod before. He taught me that lesson about 10 years ago when we rode them to a real nice season. And Boise State on the blue turf getting uh, almost a field goal at home. I feel like that's a steal, so give me give me the Broncos. Hey, but you know you know where Sean's what Sean says. Oh, kill him more. He's not coming through the door, so we'll see. Yeah, he ain't walking through that door. Here's what I'll say: I thought Boise State struggled a little bit last week against BYU. Shills on Boise as well, so naturally I'm going to to buck the consensus. I'm going to take the the road favorite here. Um, kind of pains me to say that. I just I look at this and I feel like Boise's getting some of the Friday blue turf. Um, love here. I think if this is a if it's a neutral field, I think Fresno's laying seven. Um, I think so they're getting kind of the bump down. I like Fresno's defense against Boise. Uh, now naturally, Boise will probably be up twenty-one-seven, and I'll be kicking myself as I'm now. Uh, you know, if I drop this game, obviously right out of the gate heading into the weekend, I'll be in last place. So uh, fully prepared for that, but nonetheless, I'm going to take Fresno State here to hold on, and then maybe look for a fade from them next week. So we'll see if I if I eat those words rather quickly. So moving on to Saturday, uh, right out of the gate, fresh off a big, big win in Austin last week, TCU heads to the upstart and, and the, the the victors in Austin, the horns down, West Virginia University Mountaineers, and uh, one Dana Holgerson, who did his best Big Ernie McCracken impersonation last week. So they're, they're laying 12 to TCU. Nader, what do you got here? Man, I... All of us were talking last week about how good Holgerson's hair looks. I mean, at this point, dude, that thing needs a, a, a trophy of its own. It's unbelievable. I love the Holg. Um, a little bit of a concern here for a letdown coming off that huge win. But Gary Patterson's fat. His team's terrible. Defensively, they're just beat up. They can't run the ball. Um, you know, quarterback wasn't looking good to begin with, but he's out for the season. I saw that Patterson this week was talking about how they had to substitute a kicker in on at defensive end on the scout team, whether that really plays into this or not, it doesn't, but it's still kind of funny to see a kick to think about a kicker out there on the scout team playing defensive end. Um, TCU is just not good. They're beat up. And, um, I, I'm not really all that worried about a, you know, a letdown here. So give me the West Virginia Mountaineers. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. I, I, this would be a typical spot to kind of fade West Virginia. It's just TCU can't move the ball consistently, um, and I just don't – they, they would they have a kid kicked off the team? Um, it, it's just an absolute shit show there right now. Uh, so I'm taking West Virginia in this one. Shill's on, uh, on board with us. Fark, are you going to close it out with a consensus? Yeah, consensus here for me too. You guys hit them all. Decimated by injuries. I'm not buying a letdown. And I just don't see that banged up TCU defense putting up much of a resistance against this offense. So consensus, West Virginia. 
So we're going to head to another consensus here. Um, there's not a ton to talk about, but I'll let maybe one of you guys, if you've got an angle or something you want to kind of pick at here. we got Ohio State. They're laying three and a half on the road to Michigan State. Not an ideal spot for Buckeye fans, particularly knowing and seeing what we've seen the last four or five weeks. I just think actually Michigan State's a little bit of the perfect recipe. They don't run uh, anything kind of uh, overly complex offensively. Uh, the linebackers can hopefully finally play a little bit downhill uh, and maybe get a, ba- a bounce back here. And and it's the their offense is the type that can, that can give Michigan State fit. So um, I got the Buckeyes here. We all do. You guys have any other angles as it relates to this? Go ahead, Antonio Boy. Um, I will be the first to say I don't like this game. Um, I just I've kind of just lost faith. So this is a this is a sprinkle game then if you don't like it, right? <sighs> No, um, I'm not. Oh God, I knew Farky was going to bring this up. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I definitely I think the Buckeyes have to be on upset alert. Obviously, it's only a three and a half point game. If you would have told me six weeks ago this game would only be a three and a half point game, I would have called you a loser. Uh, but look, I, I mean, I kind of agree with what Sean said in there, and I know Farky will echo that. You know, Michigan State doesn't do anything spectacular on offense, so that's why I think. You know the defense can hang around, make some plays. Um, I just I, I don't love it. So, but I'll take Ohio State minus the points. Anything John, else? You, like? you said Shills on Ohio State, right? Yep. Yep. I'm on Ohio State as well. No brainer. Eyes closed. Uh, we mentioned last week they played almost a perfect game last year off of a letdown against Michigan State. So here's here's my take again. Hopefully this is a similar situation because last week certainly wasn't a good bounce back week for them. Um, they still kind of feel a little bit vulnerable, especially with the way they played on defense. But with Michigan State's success this year, certainly coming more on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball, I think there is a bit of an opportunity for the Buckeyes to clean the defense up a little bit this week. So let's hope we don't have to watch just a you know another shitty week out of Ohio State football. Yeah, we will see. So I am on location next week or uh, this Saturday, uh, and I'm watching my Knowles play at Notre Dame, 20 degree temperatures uh, with the wife, unless she decides to trade it in, and then I'll be with uh, one of the the Archer brothers or uh, T.O. You know who knows Bolden maybe. Um, so it's a big group of us. It's all Notre Dame people. I'll be in my Greg Jones white Knowles jersey. Um, I should wear black because I got to be honest with you guys. This I, I'm going to a it's funeral. A funeral. I don't care if Good Brandon Wish, Winbush is quarterback. I don't care if it's his grandmother um, or you know whoever else could possibly be uh, be helmed back there at quarterback. It could be Brian Kelly, and it's not going to matter. Florida State's not going to be able to move the ball because they're now without another offensive lineman. Four linemen out. The only one that's there is their center. Everybody else is garbage. Notre Dame's defensive line, three pros, going to absolutely feast. The line dropped now under 17, so I think it's a steal. I don't think this this will last. We actually got to get get on the horn and get this this nabbed at 15 and a half. Um, So maybe if you guys can shoot that text here real quick. But uh, we're consensus here across Notre Dame. You guys feel free to have any other angles, but this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I'm not looking forward to it other than being absolutely intoxicated. Hey, it's senior day, too, so you have that going for you. I don't care about Notre Dame seniors. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you (laughs) do. (laughs) 
hey, this is this is Dexter Williams plus 150 yards all day. Um, not much more to add to what Sean said. Bloodbath, I think we all agree. Uh, this is a really good Notre Dame team. So yeah, good luck. Yeah, the line moving down to 15 and a half on the news that Wimbush is going to start is a total overreaction. People freaking out because Book's not playing. Don't really care. FSU is so beat up that I can't believe this line moved two and a half to three points just based off that. Um, and the funny thing is Minshew literally was was ruled out the same day. Him and Levante Taylor starting corner. So th- they that seemed to get swept under the rug and ESPN saying upset alert and everything else. And they have no concept of why Florida State's been bad this year. None. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't fret it. I think I think uh, it dumping down to fifteen and a half is a gift. So take it. That's right. Uh, all right. Next, we're going uh, to a Florida State rival. We're heading over to Gainesville. They had an absolute beatdown put on them by a Mizzou team last week. Florida's laying six to the Gamecocks and Will Muschamp, ex Florida coach. Um, Memphis, Matt, what do you got in this one? Yeah, I think Florida has a bounce back game here. I, you know, it, they, the pounding by Missouri was not good, and they just haven't looked good the last two weeks. And uh, they're playing going up against one of Farkey's, you know, maybe sleepers of the season here. But USC's never really got it started uh, from the get go. You know, they got. Uh, we thought they'd play a, you know, we thought they'd upset UK. They lost that game. They've lost some other games they probably shouldn't have uh, lost. I think Florida here has a nice bounce back win. I can't believe I'm going with Felipe, but whatever at this point in the season. He's ugly. That's fine. Give me Florida. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think this is a nice spot bounce back. I actually feel like the line started off at seven, seven and a half, and it's dipped back down. Um, so I think that's doing us a little bit of a favor here. Uh, I, I've got the, the Gators in this one. I think, I think they rebound. And they're going to kind of ultimately net out where probably they were all along as a team, eight and four, maybe a seven and five. Um, you know, as as they round out the season. But yeah, anybody that thought that they could compete with the SEC East just did not understand, you know, their roster, their team, um, and then really, the, you know, the overall climate of, of the SEC East and maybe some of the teams that played a little bit better uh, this year thus far. So I think the one big win was the LSU, and that seems like more of an aberration now in hindsight. So I'm taking the Gators in this one. Shill's got him as well. And Farky, what do you got here? Yeah, oddly enough, I actually have UCF in this game. Um, if you, <laughs> I saw that. I had to highlight it, and I was going to take it easy on you because you changed it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't understand what I what was going on there until I looked back over at it and I saw your pick, and I said, okay. And then I thought they were playing USC. So um, now that I understand completely, they're playing South Carolina. I, I look for their offense to get back on track. At the Carolina, it, it was over 600 yards. I know of total offense. They gave up the Ole Miss last week, so. Um, they can get the offense back on track. Dan Wallen's full of shit. They're not playing maybe three quarterbacks. Felipe um, should be all right from the early going. I don't see any issues here. So I like it more around maybe up to 12 or 13 points. Give me the game cock. Or, uh, no, give me the game. All righty. So moving on there, that's another one, kind of four in a row. Now we'll start to kind of maybe get into a little bit of mix and match. We got Wisconsin heading to Penn State. I think collectively um, – I think I was on on board with this at the beginning of the season, particularly after I saw them against App State. I said both these teams are incredibly overrated. It's played out that way. Penn State got absolutely curb stomped last week by a Michigan team. Just they, t- 
that got a little blood and just manhandled them. So, um, was that a consensus? I'm going back. I don't know. No, it was not. I I'm almost certain that I blocked. No, actually, you're. Show was the oh only one gosh. that got that we right. We all took that. Yeah, Show got Jesus. it right. In hindsight, one thing we I think totally neglected is how bad um, McSorley looked. Hopefully, he gets right because of where a couple of us are going this week. Farkey, Penn State lane eight and a half to Wisconsin. What do you got? So I'm going to go ahead and take. I'm going to take Penn State this week. Uh, I don't love it, but I know both quarterbacks are banged up. You mentioned McSorley, so's Hornerbrook. Um, this series is usually pretty even. I mean, these guys kind of flip-flop back and forth. Um, so, like I said, don't love it. Uh, I think Penn State's weaknesses are a little more void than what we see out of Wisconsin's strengths here. Uh, three losses in the division for Penn State. I mean, this is like a check game for them. So, we'll see how they bounce back. Um, they certainly don't have the, the leadership on the sidelines. It's going to, you know, carry that weight. So, hopefully, they've got some upperclassmen and – their quarterback can gut it out. Seems like a guy who probably could make make a game out of it, even a little banged up. So give me Penn State. Yeah, I don't. The old Nader. I don't love this game either, but I'm going the opposite direction. Um, one of my deciding factors in this is that Hornybrook's not playing. I think he's got a limp noodle for an arm. I, I don't. I've never liked him. I think he sucks. Um, so the fact that he's not playing, I feel like that's actually a bonus for me. Um, I think the offensive line of Wisconsin can maybe slow this game down a little bit with the run game. Hopefully they get Taylor going and, um, you know, I, I hope Wisconsin can keep it within the, you know, a touchdown somewhere around there. So give me whiskey plus the eight and a half. I think you're going to be needing whiskey after watching this uh, backup quarterback from what I can recall. Um, I, I think Wisconsin's in an absolute tailspin. I'm taking Penn State simply because of the home. I don't love the two scores aspect of it, but I'm hoping that Franklin gets into his dick mode a little bit and tries to be cocky and brash and, may, and maybe tries to kind of quasi-run it up a little bit to make himself look better, feel better, sleep at night because, um, you know, he's, he's forgotten what Michigan did to him last week so or the fact that he's lost a ton of big games. Um, regardless if it's been some bad luck or whatever else, he's just not been very good in big games. So, um, hey, people talk. I'm, that's a great point too, because people obviously hammer Jim Harbaugh, and I'm one of them. But Franklin has not won big games either. He, he I'll say this: he's overachieved in certain games. You know, I th- I actually look at the last two years from a Buckeyes perspective, and even um, Barkley's freshman year, that game was close. But he's not winning them. So if you're not winning them, what the hell's the point? Right. Shows on with uh, us on the Penn State bandwagon, so Memphis Matt's out there on alone, uh, on on an island on his own, similar to some of the other ones already thus far. So, next up, um, we got Mississippi State. They're going to Bama. The line opened, I believe, at twenty. It's up to twenty-four. Um, I mean, I'll open it this out of the gate. I've got the same message that Shill does, only we're on opposite sides. He says, "Ugh." Give me MSU, and I'm going to say, oh, give me Bama. Although, I'm not going to do it with nearly as much dis- distaste just because Bama's been a freight train. I think, you know, you want to take the, the, the points and go against them. I just, Mississippi State's too one-dimensional. I don't think they can get enough explosive plays or even have the athletes to do it offensively. I like their front seven, but if you know, Bama showed anything is they were able to move the ball on LSU pretty easily. So I'm going to take Bama here. Um, it's a lot of points, but 
I'm, I'm going with uh, Roll Tide in this one. And Shaw, obviously, is on Mississippi State. Farky? So the last two weeks, we've had uh, Alabama games on the board. We've had we had one block, and it's been it's been a loser for us. So we could have we could have had consensus wins the last two times they've been on the slate. So let's keep that in mind. Um, I'm going Alabama here. Uh, I think the quarterback situation for them, be, you know, the injuries is a little overplayed. Saban's definitely not going to real, reveal anything accurate to that effect going into this game. Mississippi State has nine touchdowns in nine games. Alabama's quote-unquote weakness is their defense this year. So Mississippi State's failure to score plays into Alabama's only defense. Um, they've been a little Mississippi State's been a little stingy on defense. Um, that's against teams much under the level of what Alabama's played offensively. So I, I like the cover. I'm not saying we're going to see another you know 41 point win or anything like that, but I, I do like them to cover. So give me Alabama. Memphis, Matt. I got a simple math equation for you. Buffalo is a 28 and a half point favorite over Bama. Bama is a 24 and a half point or 24 point favorite over Mississippi State. Add those two together, you got 52 and a half. Buffalo beats Mississippi State 100 to nothing. So Bama minus 24 works for me. Give me Bama. I mean, hashtag math. Yep. Shill's going to love that. He's going to uh, love he, that he'd recap. He'd be proud. Yeah, he hasn't even gotten you know verbally assaulted with any type of derogatory commentary either. So uh, thus far, I should I should kind of preface that by saying. So uh, yeah, I think I think you guys are spot on with it. I, I if if Shill was on here, I'd be interested to see how we would defend the idea of how Mississippi State gets to seventeen because we know Bama's getting to forty. Because um, if they don't, Saban may literally blow a gasket and there'd be no excuse with the offensive talent they have for them not to be able to get to 40 uh even against the decent front seven for mississippi state so uh we I, this is bedlam right um this this game here coming up oklahoma state oklahoma oklahoma's laying 21 at home um farky what do you got here I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I do like Oklahoma. We, we mentioned them the last couple of weeks as an outsider who who's definitely in play to make the uh, make the playoff. But uh, at 21 points, we haven't heard it for a while. I'm going too many points with 21. Uh, I think even at home, they are they're at Oklahoma, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, even at, even at home, um, I think Oklahoma State turns the pressure up a little bit. They they kind of bounce back and forth. They they, they do rank fairly well in sacks in big games, but it, it seems like the ones where they end up getting into shootouts are against the teams that are you know, playing down to their level. So um, does Kyler Murray stay calm against the pressure they're kind of going to bring? Um, Oklahoma State secondary has some health issues. I don't I don't particularly like that against a high-powered offense like Okie State. Uh, so... Simple fact, too, I love Mike Gundy. I just think the man's going to bring it this week. Not saying they're going to win, but give me Oklahoma State. Memphis, Matt. Yeah, Farkey took most of my thunder there, actually. Um, I 100% agree. Oklahoma State definitely plays down to their competition, but Gundy always seems to get them up for big games. Um, This is actually my favorite game of the week other than Notre Dame. Uh, I really like Oklahoma State here getting 21. I think that's a gift. Um, Oklahoma can still send a nice message and win this game by 14 over a decent team. I think that's more where it's going to be, 14 to 17. So give me Oklahoma State. I think Gunny's going to have these kids pumped up. 
for this game. You know, Oklahoma State can still salvage and have a nice season. Um, keep it close, go down the stretch and win some games. I love Gundy. I love his mullet. Um, even though he's trimmed it up a little bit this year, um, I love everything about that cat. So give me Oklahoma State. Jesus. God. Love him. Landed on you thick on this, blowing. dude. Well, that's nice. all right. Shill's already hammered down three dudes in the backyard, so. Huh. So he, he's more the pitcher than the catcher tonight, huh? Yeah. Good for him. Hey, you got to mix it up every now and again. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma State here. You guys covered it except uh, you know, Sands, maybe the Mike Gun- Gundy um, slob fest. But uh, I, I just think it's too many points. Oklahoma State's going to be able to score. And Oklahoma's defense, if they've shown anything, it's it's a capacity to, to uh, be able to get lit up. So I, I think 48-31 type um, where, where it's a shootout. Uh, I'm not sure what the over-under here, but it may be something to keep an eye on too. Um, you know, as this gets up and going, I don't know what the weather's like, so that might be the only watch out um, to, if if you're kind of targeting the over. So something to check there. Uh, next game, um, Mike Leach, the Washington State Cougars just continue. They, they kind of eked one out last week against a solid game Cal team at home, and uh, now they're on the road. They were they're going to Colorado. They're get they're laying five to the Buffalo. Uh, Memphis, Matt, what do you got? So I know all of us here on the pod saw it, but if you're a listener to this pod and you haven't seen Mike Gundy's, or I'm sorry, uh, Mike Leach's breakdown. Jesus. Oh, my God. Leach's breakdown. You're on Mike Gundy. Leach's breakdown of why he loves the Buffalo mascot, you have to look it up. I don't care where you look it up, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. Um, It's it's a great rundown. Uh, Look, guys, I think Colorado's um, just – you know, finally getting into the teeth of their competition. We've seen what happens when they played good teams with, you know, even winning records or 500 records. It hasn't gone well. I think Washington State's definitely got it going on right now. And, um, you know, they've definitely got a ch- an outside chance to – I don't think it's going to happen, but right now they're poised to, you know, if they can win out, they've got a shot at making the playoffs. So even though it's a pretty slim sh- chance. So I'm going to take Washington State on the five um, – on the road minus the five. I don't love it, but I don't really see how you can go with Colorado um, at this point in the season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I, here's the problem with Colorado. They've got maybe 12 guys that are either out or questionable for this game, uh, and, and their biggest one is LaVisca Chenault, the, the sophomore wide receiver. Uh, he's got turf toe. Farky, I believe you've had that. You know how bad that is. Uh, he's been dinged up the yeah, last it's like few weeks. Breaking your toe, it doesn't heal. And and on top of it, I think it's they've shown it the last few weeks. I, you know they've they've lost the last four games, starting with the USC game. They 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 actually played fairly well against Washington. You know, twenty seven thirteen lost that one. The Oregon State one's bad. They got the real distinct chance of losing out and actually missing out on a bowl. Uh, when you know after beating Arizona State and I think sitting at at um, you know five and zero, oh, you never would have thought that. So topsy turvy roller coaster season um, could be a tough sledding for them, and I think it is here. Normally, I'd say this would be right for for a, a, um, a spot, but I just think Minshew is able to get down the field, get enough points, and Colorado with without their full complement of of playmakers just is not going to be able to keep up. So uh, unless he's been sandbagging this turf toe, um, he's the type of game breaker you need. He's that Nikhil, Nikhil Harry type um, that would keep him in a game like this. But if he's 
uh, been playing where he's at and he's 60%, they're not going to have a shot. So I'm taking Wazoo in this one. Shill's on that same beaten path. Farky, what about you? You guys hit it. Well, not with Shill. Shill's got it. Uh, no, he's got him. He's got, oh, he's got him. Okay. Yep. yep, I'm Washington State, too. The two teams go in the complete opposite directions. Colorado's in a tailspin. Um, shit, against the pass, they were horrible against Arizona, horrible against Oregon State, Sean mentioned. If there's one team that's going to exploit that weakness, it's going to be Washington State. Uh, yeah, I just don't see how it happens. Any How they even stay close. This is my favorite game of the week. I like Washington State by 14. Colorado's moved the ball a little better on the ground, but this game's going to get away from them early, and they're going to be in a desperate situation to throw it. So Washington State all day. All right, moving on, heading to the SEC, Kentucky on the road after um, you know what would be a difficult loss for them. I think nobody really expected them to win, but certainly they had probably higher expectations. They're laying four and a half to Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, I'll lead this game off. I I have really limited understanding of why the hell I would bother to do this, but I'm taking Tennessee, and my only angle is I feel like. Kentucky's just ripe for kind of a double down loss, you know, not focused. I think Tennessee's geared up for this. Um, I think, you know, kind of prepared. They had a kind of a nice um, Charlotte 14-3 win last week. They didn't have to show a lot, maybe get a couple guys healthy and um, hopefully be able to kind of do enough. I, I like the the home dog here to at least least cover. So I'm taking Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt. Show hates this game. That said, he's taking Kentucky. Farky, what do you got? I like I like Kentucky as my pick here, but I, I think this has all the makings of a trap game for them after last week's letdown. Um, they don't have a good track record in Knoxville. Uh, saw that. I don't necessarily think that plays a huge role here, but there's a reason why they're favored going into Knoxville this week. Uh, their defense has been pretty elite other than last week. They do have Snell. And Tennessee's defense has been terribly inconsistent all year. So I'm going to take Kentucky here. Memphis, Matt? Yeah. You know, over the years I've learned something. And when a line smells funny, you go the opposite direction. This line smells real funny to me. Um, For some reason, I just feel like this line should be much more. um, And it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to go ahead and run with the odd side of it and take Tennessee. I And I agree with uh, Sean Z here where it has all the makings to me of a back-to-back loss. Um, I feel like Kentucky's probably a little let down after that, even though we all saw it coming. And we all, last week we all, you know, when Georgia beat Florida and Kentucky got away with the lucky win at Missouri, we all said, give us all the money on Georgia. And we kind of knew it was coming. Uh, but, you know, as Kentucky obviously didn't. So I, 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 I wouldn't say I love Tennessee here. That's certainly not the case. But I just feel like it's the right spot getting four and a half at home against a team that I think might have another letdown here. So I'll take the volunteers. I don't love it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's more of an anti-Kentucky pick, to be completely honest with you. I wish Tennessee actually had some semblance of an offense. That would be nice. But uh, they don't. So um, that will be a game that... Uh, none of our eight eyes will be at any one point or moment in time fixated on that that shit fest whatsoever. So you can book that. Uh, next game, Big Ten West clash. Northwestern heads to Iowa. Iowa's laying 11. Farky, what do you got? 
I have Northwestern to win the game. So wow. okay. here's what I like here. Uh, as good as Iowa's been, I I think Northwestern's been really good over the last few weeks. They won their last, what, four Big Ten games. They beat mm-hmm. Michigan State, uh, Wisconsin, both ranked, which is above where they were. They're still impressive wins for where they were sitting. That Michigan time. loss is a quality loss, 17-20, particularly how yeah, Michigan's exactly. played the yeah. last three, four weeks. They're 3-0 and on the road. And they've won the last two against Iowa. I, and I think they have a good leader. I like their coach, Pat, Fitz, Pat Fitzpatrick. I think they Fitz, need no Fitzgerald. more. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. I love him that much. That guy's name wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they need any extra motivation. One, because they have they have a good coach in him. And they are right there within the Big Ten West title. So I, I think they keep rolling. I like them to win this game. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I, I love Fitzgerald. And I think we all at the beginning of the year, mostly because we thought Wisconsin would be down, but we were all fairly high on Northwestern um, having a pretty good season. Um, I, you know, it, ever since two weeks ago when Nick Schill said that Stanley had NFL potential, um, you know, it's basically the curse of it's like Nick Schill walked up to him, big, took a big steamy dump right on his chest and just left it there for the draft, you know. Um, so I like, I like Northwestern here. Yeah. That Michigan loss rings true, right? I mean, we, we know what Michigan is. Uh, they're probably playoff bound. Um, if everything stands true to form, um, and you know, Northwestern played a really good game there. Like Farky said, they've won their last four, um, uh, three on the road. It's a good squad. I I, I really do like Pat Fitzgerald. So I think Northwestern keeps it close. I don't know if they win the game, but I think they keep it within a touchdown. So uh, I'm going Northwestern. I get to admit, I was a little surprised. So we just, you know, Memphis match said what, you know, with the Kentucky line kind of felt a little off. I feel like this is actually a little off, and that's why I'm going that direction. I'm taking Iowa. I don't know what um, Shill's thought process was behind it, but he's with me. Oh, he likes but corn. I felt like this. Sh- I feel like this should be an eight or nine. So naturally, that it's eleven. Uh, somebody knows something that I don't. So I'm going to kind of maybe, I'll, I've at least talked myself into it in that capacity. Um, I, I, I like Iowa's talent in this, but they've been really inconsistent, whereas Northwestern, I think, has maximized their talent. I think it maybe comes to roost this weekend, though. Uh, I think they had a brutal, hard-fought game against Notre Dame, played a lot harder, or, or took that all the way down to the wire. I think that'll, that it's going to kind of drain or take a little out of them. And, um, yeah, I'm going with the Hawkeyes in this one, you know, as the show, and we're going to lay the 11, and... And probably be kicking ourselves because uh, a money line probably is certainly in play as well. So, um, moving on, Pac-12 time. Oregon is heading out to Utah. Utah is a favorite at four and a half. Their quarterback, I believe, is questionable, but this line would indicate to me that he's playing. Um, so, Memphis, Matt, what do you got? <sighs> yeah, I'm going with Oregon here. Um you know, I love Herbert, and, you know, when Crystal Ball doesn't screw things up coaching-wise, this team can, uh, you know, really look good at times. Uh, that Utah, it, you said he's questionable. Is that is that what we're at right now? Yes. Um, is, wait, no, is it Huntley or Tuttle? Shelly. 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 Oh, actually, I'm seeing him right now. He's not on the injury report. Okay. So no, he, he's, he's looking like he's going to play. It looks like Zach Moss, a running back, is out. Okay. Shelly took first-team snaps all week. 
Yeah, I don't know if the first team running back really moves the line all that much. I, I just I, I like Oregon in the spot here. I think four and a half is a little much. Um, you know, maybe if we were at a field goal or something like that. I know Utah's got a nice atmosphere, so it could be a it's going to be a tough, difficult road game. But I like the Ducks. I like Herbert to keep it close, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon pulls out the victory here. Um, and I, I didn't even notice it last week because we, we didn't play it, but. Oregon minus 10 against UCLA, guys, was lock city um, and just never even noticed it because we didn't we didn't put it on the docket last week. But I like Oregon here to maybe sprinkle sprinkle a little extra on that toast for Memphis, Matt. <laughs> well, you know, it's fascinating. We have the others. You could have recommended it when you're. I didn't notice it until Saturday night. I know you do for these pods every week when you're as hot as you are. I would just expect you to start giving us some some of the gift of. Uh, of you know your uh, gambling eye yeah i'm with you on this i'm taking oregon i don't really have a terribly great reason uh i i do i like you know the hook actually i just there's something with with how this kind of couldn't net itself out Cristobal will try field goals i can see this you know where utah um wins by three or four points and um but at the same time, get to, get the duck cover. So I'm gonna take Oregon here in a close one, um, gambling wise, and I would say it's probably flip a coin as who actually wins the game. Shills with me with with Oregon and uh, Farky. What do you got? I've got Utah here, and mine hinges strictly on how Shelley plays or performs. Quarterback for Utah that we mentioned. Uh, I think he plays. He's healthy. He's a hundred, or at least looks and moves like a hundred. Then. I like them to cover. So I'm going to stick with that because that's where I think it's going to be. Um, I know some people who work out there uh, with the orthopedics department and with the university with some of the student athletes and from everything I've heard from them this week, he's in pretty good shape. So I think we'll know pretty early whether he's moving around badly or not. And I don't think that's going to be the case. So I'm going to take Utah here, but I, I certainly think it's going to be right around where that line is. So we got a close one there. I think across the board, obviously we're in kind of some differing areas, but it, but um, I think we kind of all align that, that that'll actually be pretty fairly entertaining to catch if you, if you can uh, over the weekend. Heading over to the back to the SEC, we got kind of a, a West East showdown um, rivalry matchup. Auburn heading to uh, the Hedges in Georgia. Uh, Georgia's laying fourteen. Farky, what do you got? I'm still going to stick with the Georgia Bulldogs, even at 14. Um, I don't think it's like some of the other lines we mentioned today where it seems a little goofy. I think it's, uh, you know, it is a lot of points, especially for a, a tough matchup like this in the SEC, a, a more of a grinding game than we will see year in and year out between these two teams. But I, I just think Georgia's the more talented team. I, I liked Auburn early in the season. I thought they, they showed some flashes of – of being able to have a really nice year, but um, they've regressed a bit, especially against the upper echelon of the SEC. So um, I'm going to take Georgia here. They're, they seem to be rolling, and they, they certainly have something big to play for. So Bulldogs. Memphis, Matt? Yeah, man, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season this line was going to be four, 14, I would have dove all over Auburn. Um, but, you know, we this is a classic case that we've got two quarterbacks that really haven't lived up to expectations much this year. Um, and this is just, I, I'm very timid on this game. I, I, I will not be betting it, but I will take Georgia. Um, Auburn's just, you know, ever since they got that quote unquote big win against Washington, the season opener, they've just really let 
you know, a lot of people down here, and I can't believe that we're at this point to where it's 14 points. And I saw, uh, um, why am I blanking on his name? Auburn's head coach. Malzahn. Yeah, I saw that they, they said he'll definitely be back next year again this week. Um, at at what point, you know, maybe maybe that becomes a problem here early on in the season uh, next year. But right now, give me Georgia. You know, Georgia's got a lot of guys dinged up. A um, little interesting tidbit here. This is actually the first game all season, it won't be the last, that Auburn's an underdog, if you can believe that, particularly with the season that they've had. So uh, I thought that was a little interesting through some research. Like I said, Georgia's got a lot of guys out, um, but I think most of the, those questionables play. Um, I hate this, but I'm taking Georgia. I'm only taking Georgia because Auburn has just been so inept offensively and – you have they're going to have to find a way to get to twenty points, and they just haven't consistently seemed to do it. So um, I, I think a you know a a, a twenty eight thirteen type situation, um, but I also think Georgia can get has a better chance of getting to thirty than Auburn has getting past thirteen, at least based on what they've shown this year, and particularly against the stout uh, Georgia defense on the road. So um, I, I I'm taking the Bulldogs here. Shills with us. We've got a consensus across the board. I do have reluctancy, similar to kind of what maybe um, Memphis Matt stated earlier with the with the OSU Michigan State game. So uh, rounding like a it lot out. Of points. What's it's just that? A lot of points. It's just a lot of points. It yeah, is. especially in a rivalry game, and in a rivalry game where there's not, you know, it's not like Auburn is absolutely decimated and they've got, you know, four offensive linemen out like like Florida State did, um, you know, in some of their rivalry games. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, an interesting one to see play out. And obviously, Georgia's getting all geared up for the FCC championship game because that's going to be their inroad. But they got to be careful not to, to look past a couple of these these teams still on their schedule. Uh, next one up, Texas is on the road. They're going to Texas Tech. They're laying a point and a half. Um, I like Texas Tech's defense. I'll lead this one off. That said, Duffy's going to be the quarterback. Bowman just got out of the hospital, I think, late last night. There's no way in hell he plays Saturday. Uh, I can't imagine that they would even remotely think of subjecting him to that when they don't necessarily need to. What's he playing for? It's not like the Big 12's um, insights for them. And Texas is kind of you know out of the mix as well. So obviously a big ro- a rivalry type game. Um, but I'm taking the Longhorns in this one. I think they bounced back from the West Virginia loss last week. Uh, and you, you'd have to think Herman gets this win. If he doesn't, then you start to have serious conversations about what expectations he can adequately live up to or he can't. So I'm taking Texas, Texas in this one and uh, laying the point and a half. Shill's with me. Farky, what do you got? Yeah, this is all quarterback for me, too. Uh, Texas knows who they're preparing for. It's going to be Jet Duffy, like Sean mentioned. I mean, I'll tell you what. Alan Bowman comes out of the hospital and plays like two or three days afterwards with the, after having a partially collapsed and it, he, Yeah, he was in the hospital for multiple um, days. This wasn't like he got out Sunday night. The dude got yeah, out yesterday or something. I mean, sign me up if he does that for this guy. Um, put him on a brown sideline as a third stringer or something. I don't care. Anyway, uh, yeah, Texas knows who they're preparing for. It's not Alan Bowman, unfortunately, for him. Uh, on the flip side, Sam Ellinger's uh, really good at quarterback for Texas. I hate taking Texas here, which is who I'm going to take, because I've, I've really developed a real pure hatred now for Tom Herman. Um, and I, I just – the guy, is a, he's an asshole. And Agree. There's not, there's not much that's likable about him, so I, I really don't like rooting for him. But – uh, for the sake of the pod, and um, 
I guess my my sense, I'm going to take Texas here. They're the better team, and Texas Tech gives up some big chunks of yardage in the air. So, Memphis, Matt. Yeah, I was just Texas. getting re- I was just getting ready to say, is there quickly becoming a more unlikable coach in the country than it's Tom, just the dude than Tom like, Herman? Just a douchebag. I mean, he just God, I bet he's just even a douche at parties. He's got to yeah. suck. Like this guy can't even be fun in social circles. Yeah, I don't have much to say He's, here. You know what he is? He's creepy strip club guy. That's what he is. Yeah. Yeah. All I, I mean, that's what he is. Yeah. I mean, he's the dude that comes up to you and says, smell this finger. I mean. Or, he, or oh. hey, feller, you're hogging all the dances. Yeah. I, he sucks. Um, you guys already talked about it. it and, and it pains me to actually bet him. So, But it is a consensus. I'm going to take Texas minus the one and a half. I think it's a gift. All right, so we got consensus across the board. We've got eight of them. I know we've got a couple of those that we, some of us are softer on. So we'll kind of get to that and obviously, um, you know, round it back out over the course from catching up with show over the next couple of days and tweet that out. Last uh, but not least, Clemson laying 20 on the road at BC. Memphis, Matt, maybe a late flip here? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to flip. You know, this game is uh, – BC is a competent team. And I, you know, especially being at home, um, I don't love this line. 20 is a lot of points to lay to a decent team on the road. Uh, but Clemson is just, man, I, I don't think they're really that much different than, than Bama. Um, Lawrence is playing so well. They're, they're just really impressive. And I, I, I don't love this game. I, I'll just preface it with that. So I'll, I'll jump on Clemson here. I'll get on the Clemson train. Um, but I don't love it. But I, I Dabo's just so good at getting his kids pumped up and ready to play, uh, not having letdowns. So it's it's gonna be it would be hard for me to take BC in this spot. So if I got to bet it, give me Clemson. Yeah, see, it is my view on this is it's inflated by three points. This line opened at seventeen. I think that's where the analytics and things would have laid out. But the betting public is is looking at Clemson very similar to the 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 kind of run-up that Bama's getting, um, and we talked about that earlier. So uh, I have to take Clemson here just out of the fact that I don't know that Dylan, if he's not completely healthy, um, and, uh, you know, your boy Dylan, Dylan. is um, – I don't know how they can they can hang with, with Clemson uh, and, and particularly compete against that front seven for Clemson. I think they're gearing up, and, and this is not a spot where, where um, Clemson's going to be vulnerable – uh, there may still be a point, but it, it's not this one yet. So I'm taking Clemson in this one, and, and you know, I, I it's probably inflated by the three points, but, you know, what the hell. We'll go with them. Shill's with us. Farky, round it out for the night. Is uh, is it consensus? It's consensus, and I could not be more pleased with Memphis Matt for changing his pick because I was going to be furious if we were not taking this as a consensus and a bad pick. Uh, you guys can, can settle your concerns on anything inflated, any of that stuff. They're going to beat the piss out of this team. Um, they're humming at the right time. They've got everything clicking. Boston, first off, Boston College can't win this game, period. They have zero chance. The only way they can keep this game close is if they're able to run the ball, and no one has run the ball on Clemson this year. So it's not going to happen this week, especially with Dylan at whatever percent he is. It wouldn't even matter if he's full go. Clemson all day long. Well, there you have it. That wraps it up. We uh, Consensus-wise, we got West Virginia um, laying 12, Ohio State laying 3.5, Notre Dame laying 15.5, Florida laying 6. 
Uh, and then we get on the underdog side, Oklahoma State getting 21. Uh, we do have Washington State, but, uh, you know, we've got some folks that maybe don't love that as much. Uh, we've got Georgia laying 14. we got Texas laying 1.5 and, and Clemson laying 20. Um, on the bet side, I, I, I felt like just kind of picking things up, West Virginia, Notre Dame, Florida, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Clemson. Um, and I know we were waffling uh, collectively at different points in time at Ohio State, Washington State, and Georgia. I certainly would double down on the Washington State just because um, I just don't trust that they're as good as a one-loss team. That, that team's got all the makings of a, a really a three-loss team. And hopefully they go into one loss and, and, and play in the, uh, what is it, the Apple Cup because we'll be fading the hell out of Leach, our boy Leach, um, or at least I will be. Um, so I, I'd probably kind of veto on that one. Um, Nader, you were a little soft on Ohio State, so uh, yay or nay from a bet perspective. Um, I'm okay with it. Parky, I know your game for it. Here's the thing, like I mentioned, I'm, I personally am going to play all of our consensus picks, but for the sake of the pod, and I'm only, I do that because, like I said, you can't just do it and then not do it one week. you got to see how it plays out for the year. So I do it no matter what every week. But for this pick, in my opinion on it, I, I don't trust them. I mean, they haven't done anything to lead us to believe they deserve for us to pick them as a consensus pick. But um, if you guys want to go ahead and play it, go ahead. I'm already going to be betting it. There, I, I think, well, we don't have, um, you know, show to push against, and I think, you know, Nader's cool with it, and I, I actually like them compared to, to compared to the Georgia and uh, Washington State. Two other games that I like, Arkansas getting 16.5. That might get pressed up to 17. They got LSU. Um, LSU's getting a lot of love. The fact that they're ranked, what, 7th in the, in the bowl or in the uh, playoff ranking is just laughable to me. Um, that's going to change. I think it maybe even changes this week. I don't think Arkansas can win the game, but I think they can make that very, very touch and go. And I think a couple quality wins by those teams behind them with one loss jumps the two-loss LSU, which is just its nonsense just to have them where they are. The Miami's not even a good win at this point. Um, so I do find that rather humorous. So uh, the other game oh, that I hey, like hey, a real lot. quick shot, real quick. Let me. This just popped in my head. So does Miami count as a top twenty-five win for them? No, I don't think so anymore. Or okay. maybe it does. I I, I yeah, don't literally say, know how so, they do that sometimes. Yeah, they have the, what supposedly the most top twenty-five wins in the country, which is fine if that's what it is. But if Miami counts as a top twenty-five win, I, that doesn't make Miami's, sense. Miami's yeah. I mean. Miami's not a top 25 team. Anybody that's watched them knows it, sees it. I mean, Florida State had them beat if they don't get screwed by a ref, and Florida State sucks. So, yeah, that that's not a top 25 win. Now, they got the Georgia win, so so you give them that you know, credit where it's due there. But, um, you know, other than that, they've not shown, you know, a tremendous lot. I guess Auburn's not bad either. But um, I, I pumped the brakes on any contention that LSU's, uh, you know, a top – six seven teams still uh, i think they've showed enough with their ineptitude offensively so i like arkansas uh in the points the other game that i like a lot and i think they're a dumpster fire they're coming up um it, you know up towards ohio is ucf or usf excuse me is is taking on cincinnati i like laying this the six and a half or seven with cincinnati uh i think they're going to be able to do enough with fickle to control that game and win that by uh, two scores um, and pretty comfortably. So those are two others. You know, we'll talk those ones kind of offline. Um, and then, you know, I think we've identified West Virginia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Florida, 
uh, Oklahoma State, Texas, Clemson, and then I would really press with uh, Arkansas State from from a getting points perspective. So, you guys have any others you'd add to that? No, no, no I do. I, I do like that USF that. game. I don't really have a, an opinion one way or another on the LSU game. It seems like a lot of points, but uh, they have shown signs of playing really well. Uh, but I do like that USF game from my perspective. All righty. Well, like I said, we'll uh, we'll get these tweeted out and follow us on Twitter, um, NEG Pod CFB, uh, also at Glory Podcast, um, and uh, you know we're still looking for any ratings you can throw on there. Keep the the place coming. Send questions either through Twitter or or you can kind of email us, um, you know at Glory or I don't know actually our email. So just email um, or, or tweet <laughs> at at Glory Podcast. He'll get you the handle, and uh, we're happy to take on anything else. Um, and I know at least you know a couple are lit- Butler will enjoy our Buffalo Bills versus Bama talk because he's a Bills fan, so he'll enjoy that we we staunchly defended his uh, his squad in Orchard Park. So um, shout out to some of our listeners. Keep, you know, keep the the, the banter coming, and uh, we welcome all the hatred. And um, hopefully, we're looking forward to get on the right side on the betting uh, angles here too. So, guys, have anything else to add? I'd just recommend to Shill that he stays away from the uh, neighborhood Tomcat um, this weekend. So, you know, especially if he comes around the house looking for a good rimming. Oh, all right. Tomcat. You you want to play that one back, you know, at all? You want to maybe add it over that one? Tomcat? That's the best you can come up with? Man, you, I'll say this. You need bourbon. Hey. You get way more creative and, and uh Farky knows what I'm referring to. I do. And you know what? Old, old Memphis Matt, he's feeling, he's feeling pretty elite and arrogant right now. He voted this week, so good for him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, here we oh, go. That's, that's, we did miss that. Hey. That angle. Hey, enjoy those mayonnaise sandwiches, boys. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, for the rest of the fellas here, we're signing out. Uh, week 11 in the books. Rider picks. Hopefully, uh, you end up with some success. We'll get a little momentum heading into the back end of the season here. So, take it easy. See ya. Night.